0: This is the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now, from Studio B, or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly.
1: Come on in, we've got a good one for you here today on the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans on a Wednesday here from Studio B. I'm Sean Kelly. Wednesday, as you know, means Wesley Wednesday, but also, a guest. Uh, championship Wednesday, we've got a very special guest in Joe Gibbs stopping by. Yes, you heard me right. Three-time Super Bowl uh, head coach, also a championship owner of the Joe Gibbs Racing. He is here on campus today. We're going to visit with him about uh, his testimony that he delivered here to a nice crowd uh, at Airline Drive and, of course, about his championship experience. We have to take advantage of his uh, presence, and certainly we're grateful for him to stop by today. So Joe Gibbs and David Wesley on a Wednesday. I just went. I just I write to our guests. I just I went with the headline. I didn't bury the lead here, Daniel today, uh, and that's a good thing. Also, part of the story, of course, is that the fact that the Pelicans lost last night at the Smoothie King Center and have now been officially eliminated from playoff contention. It really kind of a bummer. You know, we knew it was coming, just kind of the way the schedule played out with Portland in the driver's seat. And heck, Portland lost again last night. So if the Pelicans would have won. Uh, over Denver they would have still been alive this morning but look still the Pelicans had to win them all Portland had to lose them all the rest of the way so the odds were stacked against New Orleans but it's officially done now not only the playoff chase but the home schedule the Pelicans did finish with a winning record at home this season there are still four games to go but in the game last night that's uh, featured mm, 265 points combined (laughs) three points was the difference Uh, a couple of miscues at the end and and Denver went on to win they're still alive and and New Orleans will take on Denver in Denver on Friday to start this final road trip those four games out west Um, and we'll talk about that here in a moment with David Wesley so yeah that was a bummer but we'll pick things up today good show as we mentioned uh, David Wesley here in just a moment Uh, but before David Joe Gibbs here on the black and blue report
0: The future is bright for our New Orleans Pelicans. With the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins, along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. the time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. For a limited time, receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. So don't miss out on any of the action. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night.
2: Staying informed before and after a storm is critical. Hello, I'm Dave Mason, Entergy Lineman and Safety Specialist. Sign up for text alerts by downloading the free Entergy app. If the power goes out, we'll keep you informed with outage maps and alerts. You can also visit EntergyStormCenter.com where you can learn how we are preparing for the storm and how you can prepare. That's EntergyStormCenter.com. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony
1: Mackey, Samoa Soldier, Drew Brees Disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, as we talked about in our opening segment, our our, our guest here, our featured guest today on the Black and Blue Report has an, a resume longer than my arm. Uh, we, we could, of course, highlight three Super Bowl championships, multiple NASCAR championships under Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, best-selling author, game plan for life, uh, and pro football Hall of Famer. Uh, father and grandfather, I'm assuming, as well, and Joe Gibbs. First of all, sir, welcome. It's great to have you.
3: Well, thank you. We've been just had a great morning. I appreciate everybody here. This is the sporting capital of of the world here, so I feel right at home. And uh, we had a great uh, meeting this morning. It was in on the complex in there, and I felt like I was right at home with, with the Saints, even though I didn't pull for the Saints, and they normally kicked us around stop coach
1: no really <laughs> you know your career uh obviously has taken you all over the country when you when you think about new orleans and and i guess the fact that as you mentioned there's the nba the nfl and now horse racing here th- these pockets of the country that have embraced major league sports um how have you seen it grow since you first started gosh back in the nfl back in the late 60s
3: yeah i I think one of the biggest things that's happened is the media and the media events and everything that happens now it's every day every day Mm -hmm. and uh, i think that's been a huge change but i think sports the thing that attracts us to sports is the great reality show really in the world because we never know any weekend who's going to win what's going to happen is there an upset and it attracts a lot of people because it's really the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, and it's played out each and every week.
1: As, as you've seen things over the years, and, and, and even now um, in a role as a mentor, an owner, and now a motivational speaker as well. Coach, are there things in the sports world that still make you turn your head on a weekly basis?
3: Uh, you mean
1: upsetting stuff? No, or? just anything that just grabs your attention. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I
3: think uh, the thing I said about pro sports, um, you know, I set out for almost 11 years. And when I came back, they said, what do you think has changed? And I said, everything. Because I think pro sports changes at roughly 30% a year. It's been that way. It's in that way in NASCAR. We've had all kinds of changes. We have segment racing. We have playoff now. We, And the NFL certainly is moving very quick uh, all the time. you got free agency. you got the things that are completely changing, the rules. And um, so I kind of see it as, you know, it's fast-paced, yet I, I think also it, it has a great attraction to fans because, you know, it's for three and a half hours they can – uh, pool for their team and they kind of lose themselves from the world and everything that's taking place in the world. So I think it's a, and certainly NFL has a huge attraction. So I'm thrilled to have been a part of it and I loved it and it's a big part of my life.
1: I guess we should share why you're here today. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, well, it was a little more than just breakfast meeting today.
3: Yeah, we uh, came out of football and a lot of people, you know, I tried to, I you know, had a, testimony, tried to point people towards the Bible and many of them would say, well, Hey Joe, that thing's written 2000 years ago. I need a game plan for modern day success. We did a research in America. It came back 11 topics that America see, says that they need to have victory in to live a modern day successful life. And you don't know want football coach writing on those. So I went out and got 11 experts that spent their life studying what God's word says about those topics. And it's all the things you can think of. It's finances, it's health. And so it goes right down the list. And then we go around the country really speaking, sharing that. And we do a lot of prison ministries. We've got a huge prison ministry getting to take off in North Carolina right now. We're going to be working with the seminary there and taking 30 lifers through to get their credentials. And it's patterned after what happened right here in Louisiana. Uh, so we got a lot of exciting things going, and but you know I plan on spending the rest of my life chasing grandkids and uh, sharing my testimony.
1: I, I I think that's a fascinating finish for you, and I use the word finish because of your other calling as, as a uh, NASCAR owner, Joe. When you think about the fact that when you were winning championships, you had a solid game plan going into the game, uh, you feel like you have a solid game plan now in your testimony. What's the difference between? coaching pro athletes, that game plan you used in championships, and coaching uh, common everyday folk like me in the game plan that you now are sharing with us?
3: I think, you know, the thing uh, about pro sports, the thing that I said, it changes so fast. The one thing that never changes is human nature. And we're going to be the same 100 years from now as we are today. The same things are going to excite us and discourage us. And so what I've found at pro sports, or uh, the rest of us that have a some other kind of life where we're making 11. We share the same experiences and the same disappointments and the same things that we're going through in life. Uh, I'm sharing right now. I have a son that's very sick uh, where we walk through life and there's a lot of disappointments in there. Uh, but the number one thing for me is we have I have a relationship with the Lord and he's going to prepare a place for me and I get to live forever with him when this short life on earth's over. So I like to share that with people, but i found that it doesn't matter if you're a professional sports person or our average person on the street, we're going to have the similar type experiences in life.
1: Thinking about that message, do you find that the generational... I guess, connection, whether it be guys you coached back, whether it be Mark Rippon or Doug Williams or those athletes. And I know that athletes are the same and in ways they're different. You're also speaking to, as you mentioned, you have grandkids and your own children now. Have you had to struggle with tailoring the message to the different generations? Or have you been able to link it together in some way that seems to have commonality?
3: Well, I, I think the thing that's about us, that I, the key that I mentioned there, is that human nature,
1: Mm
3: -hmm. uh, the same things discourage us, the same things encourage us. I don't care how old you are. uh, I don't don't care what period in life you're living. So I've found that people pretty much react, you know, to the same things, same things discourage us, encourage us. And so the message really, I think, is going to be the same down through eternity.
1: The great coaches and ministers that I've been around, They always seem to share with me the fact that as they've delivered a message on any given Sunday, or as this case may be on a Wednesday, seemingly they get some kind of a message back in the process. Did you get anything like that today with the group you were with? You know, amazingly, as the people came through, we stayed and signed books. And some
3: of those people that came came through related things in my past, or they had prayed for me, or we had met someplace. And that's what's so encouraging about this. You know, um, You know, in life, we're not playing an individual sport, we're playing a team sport. And the only thing we're gonna leave on this earth is our influence on others. It's my kids, my grandkids, and the influence that Pat and I are gonna have on others. And so, uh, as, as I think about that, there were quite a few things this morning that encouraged me, and um, I shared with people this morning the most important thing that was ever shared with me and that's that we have an all-powerful all-knowing all-loving God who made us he made us separate separate and different and wants to have a personal relationship with us and that was the most important thing and then I shared you know just a simple little prayer that anybody can pray asking Christ to come to their life forgive them of their sins and be their Lord and personal Savior so that's what I shared this morning and I get a lot back from a lot of people. That, I love signing the books because they have a chance to say something to me, and most of them were encouraging me and praying for me. Excellent.
1: And for your son, hopefully, too. Yes, please. Yes. please. Two things before I let you go. Um, number one, uh, to have a Pro Football Hall of Famer in our midst today reminds me that Morton Anderson will be here later this month, and uh, we're certainly proud here with the New Orleans Saints to have him finally be uh, set for induction your thoughts on on morton finally getting in and, and what that meant in your life when you were finally inducted in the pro football hall of fame
3: well i think it's one of the one of the greatest things that man can create and certainly it was to spend those years in football and it meant so much to me i had a reunion and we brought back there were 90 of our guys came back from that 11 year four super bowl run, uh, years and I thought I was going to be the only one that was emotional about things. And mm-hmm. it meant so much to every single guy that got up and talked said it was one of the greatest times in their life and shared all the funny stories and everything that happens in, in sports. So for somebody to go in the Hall of Fame, I think it's one of the real thrills in life. Morton, I know, is going to feel the same way as I did. It was a real honor for me. And, you know, it's a reflection, really on all those people, players, front office, coaches, fans that were a part of that era. When you get a chance to go in the Hall of Fame, you're really going in, but you're reflecting and honoring all those people that supported
1: you. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you about was the NFL offseason. As you know here, that the free agency period is pretty much wrapped up now and it's full speed ahead to the NFL draft. Number one, do you miss that process, that building a roster this time of year? And number two, uh, what piece of wisdom can you impart on all of us as we try to watch this process develop on yet another (laughs) annual basis?
3: I think you got the perfect person to lead you here, Sean. Everything has taken place. Uh, Met Coach Benson there. I mean, uh, Mr. Benson on the way in. I I think you all have won one. You know what it takes. Uh, And I I would just, uh, I know it's an exciting time. Do I miss it? I miss the relationships and some of those things, but the crazy thing about racing right now, I got both my boys in it, I got my grandkids in it. I got one that's racing full time and so it's family. And I'm loving that part of life. And people always ask me, they say, well what's the difference between football and racing? And I say, Not much. And football, you gotta have a great quarterback. You guys got one to win. Over there you gotta have a great driver. You gotta have a great coach in football. You gotta have a great crew chiefs in racing. So it's pretty much team mm-hmm. sports and people and putting all that together and i love that aspect of it and uh so i invite everybody to if you're coming through charlotte come by and see us
1: we sure will joe Gibbs racing continues uh well i guess the schedule's fully underway now isn't it
3: no we're we're after yeah we're headed to dallas uh, yep. on sunday so we're going to be racing in dallas
1: it's a long season joe well, it really saying. is. Why is it stretched out so far, you think? Is it just the popularity of the sport?
3: No, I, I think it's popular the sport, but it's more than that. It's a marketing. We're really a part of a marketing. So many high-profile companies, Toyota, Coke, all the companies mm-hmm. that come with us. We're 38 weekends, and 38 weekends, we can deliver 100,000 roughly at the racetrack. Uh, about four and a half to five million on TV and about five million on social media, and so that's a marketing window for a lot of big companies. And what's different about our sports? You got to have a great sponsor. In football, you don't have to have a sponsor; it'd be great to have one, but and you're going to play no matter what. But over here in racing, the sponsors are critical, and they're actually in the sport on the car for three and a half hours. They're a part of the sport.
1: It's amazing. It really is. You seem to be thrilled by all of it.
3: I am. I, I love the challenge of yep. the weekend because so many great teams in it, and you're going in there racing against the greatest race teams in, in the world. And I love the idea of getting up on Sunday and seeing if we can win one.
1: Well, seemingly, you have been a part of a dynasty in football and in auto racing, so I won't ask you about the Patriots or any of the other teams that put together dynasties because I I would imagine, Joe, you'll say they're good for their sports.
3: Yeah, please don't ask me.
1: <laughs> I won't. I won't. <laughs> Coach, again, thanks for your message today and certainly for stopping by and visiting with us today, Thanks.
3: Too. It was a thrill. Thank y'all for being so nice.
1: Thank you. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change-A-Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change-A-Meal Challenge only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs.
0: A new concert from Pink Floyd's Visionary, Roger Waters, Us and Them. Saturday, July 8th, Smoothie King Center. Featuring songs from Pink Floyd's greatest albums live in extraordinary quad sound. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Guess what day it is. Pump day? Well, yeah. And it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back. We continue on this Wednesday with David Wesley. Following up Joe Gibbs today. I know he's a Redskins guy, David. I know you're a Cowboys guy. Um, I hope that you guys can can meet here on one episode of Black and Blue Report without too much friction. Is that fair? A little dicey. A
2: little dicey. You're asking a whole lot today.
1: (laughs) This is true. This is true. Um, But, of course, now Tony Romo is going to CBS to be the lead analyst on their NFL package. So uh, I guess that officially that conversation is over on the Dallas Cowboys side. And and I'm
2: glad about that. I'm glad that, that, you know, I I heard – middle of the season when Dak was really starting to pick up some steam. He wanted to retire then. They talked him out of it. Um, I was surprised that there was so much talk and back and forth, you know, what was going to happen this summer. Uh, And I'm glad, you know, you start thinking about athletes and uh, or former athletes or whatever and, and how bad they take the punishment and, you know, life after sports. You want to be able to play with your kids. You want to be able to go throw the football. You want to go be able to do some things. And when you're talking about your back, it's time. I'm glad he retired.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, and he'll be just fine as far as what I've read.
2: Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll be fine. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, and it's good. He's going into broadcasting. And, uh, you know, it's a lot less painless, painful.
1: Okay, let's say Tony Romo called you, David. And said, "Hey, look, I'm going to try this broadcasting thing out. Um, what would you tell him? You know, from going from on the floor, or on the court, or on the field to the broadcast booth. What did you? What did you learn that you would want him to know?
2: I, first of all, I tell him you're going to love it. Um, first of all, when the games are over, there is no sh- you're not you're not thinking in terms of." my livelihood, my job, my – you're not thinking in in those terms when you're thinking, how can this team win? You're thinking, why did this team lose? Why did this team win? What makes this team so good? What makes this team so bad? It's a different mindset, and when the game is over, you can go home and relax, and you can you know, still be in a good mood and and, and play with the kids and and be nice to the wife. You're going to love it. You're going to – at times you're going to miss certain aspects of the game but you you will be happy yeah moving forward
1: you're a happy guy aren't you David Wesley?
2: I am. Yes. I am. I think I was built that way but yes, you it are. certainly helps to have some things fall in fall in place.
1: That's that that is the case. Wesley Wednesday, I guess we should talk some basketball as the Pelicans unfortunately were eliminated uh, last night from playoff contention in the Western Conference. Did we have to. We do. Um, and we should, seeing as the Nuggets and the Pelicans uh, worked hard enough to put 260 some points on the board last night. So, <laughs> what did you take away from a defenseless game at the Smoothie King Center?
2: I thought it was fun. You know, it's, at, at halftime, 75 to 69, I'm, I'm thinking, man, this is fun. It's exciting. Both teams are scoring, both teams are making some incredible shots. Gave the fans a, a show. I mean, Think about the last game of the season. Do you want it to be, you know, 79 to 81, or do you want it to be 130s? I, I like 130s for the last game, and it, it's kind of looking like Portland's going to get that eighth place eighth place spot anyway. So, um, you know, and you know, I think now more than any time, I think it's I think it's uh, a good time to bring up Omer Asik. And good to see him around the team. And, and um, I was told to say that he's the man.
1: Okay. Are you allowed to say who put you up to that?
2: I, I won't I won't say that because there's actually four guys that are diehard Omer Asik fans. And they said, uh, because I wouldn't do it on TV, if I do it on the black and blue, that would be enough.
1: That would be enough. Okay. Well, duly guys, noted. We'll
2: have, we'll have four more
1: listeners. <laughs> Well, I I love that, and and I'd loved seeing Omer last night as well. Um, he's lost weight, obviously, because of the illness that he's been battling. But at least he had a smile on his face last night, and maybe maybe he'll have a really good off season, and we all want that for him because we all like being around Omer. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yes. Wishing him a
2: full recovery. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Well, uh, wow, what a thing to go through.
1: No doubt, no doubt. Um, the way the game ended last night, David, was that just kind of like, well, that's just kind of the way it had to end, or. Did it leave a bad taste in your mouth?
2: You know, uh, there, there are probably a, a handful of games that that me, on this side of things, gets really, really, I don't know, irritated, disappointed. And then there's probably four or five games that I get too excited about. That was one of those games that I was on the the irritated, disappointed side, because even though they weren't mathematically out of it, there again, which has been a lot this summer, too many times, right there. An opportunity to win, you make one or two plays, you step up and and do what you need to do, you win the game. And the way the game was lost was basically on two unforced turnovers that it just like I feel for Drew, but by the same token, I'm saying how, how, how do you how do you make that turnover? As 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 good a athlete as a good a ball handler as you are, how do you make that turnover at that point in the game? So you know I feel for him because I know everyone is looking like Drew did it, and I know everyone is pointing fingers like Drew did it. So, I know that pressure and how it feels. I've been at the free throw line and missed a free throw that, you know, if I make the second one, we, we win or we tie or whatever. I've been in that situation and it feels awful. And he's probably beating himself all night, even though that game may or may not matter at all. You want to make those plays down the stretch and ouch. Yeah. Very disappointing.
1: No, it, it was hard to watch um, in a lot of ways. It really was. Uh, David, you know, obviously so much of the conversation right now surrounding the Pelicans is, is Anthony Davis to Marcus Cousins. Davis Cousins, Davis Cousins, rightfully so. Um, I know what the numbers say over the last 13 games, 8-5, and five, all the numbers up and, and looking good. Um, you're coming off of a double-digit win month in the month of March. You haven't had that in some time. Give me the eyeball test, though, David, because you've watched each and every one of these now. The numbers say this. What do the eyeballs say about the way that those two or this team now has played as a unit over the last three to four weeks?
2: Well, you know, you're really asking me to um, kind of bring up the elephant in the room. Um, If you look at the caliber of teams that this stretch, involved, It's not high quality, and you look at the losses that this team has lost to. Uh, or you think, yeah, you think about the losses. They're they're the ones that you gotta. Like Chicago, even Chicago, even though Chicago is right on that eighth place spot too. For a team like this, that that's you're thinking is a little better than than in the bottom of the conferences you got to win the chicago game when you're playing some of these good teams it can't be it can't be you you won or lost because they didn't play somebody or didn't have it that night you got to start beating some of these really good teams on a more right more regular mm-hmm. i know it's a tough league and yeah, some of the losses, I, you know I, I just I haven't really bought into this group as winners, as a playoff team, as a you know it, the numbers look awesome for this summer. I mean for this 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 month. and the way they're finishing, yeah, it's great and they still have those mistakes at end of game. you still have those letdown games where you're saying, yeah, this is a win here, and you lose. That right there, that inconsistency, and to think of a think of a team like the Pelicans and say you don't know which team is going to show up, that's not a good thing to say. And you know, I think mean, wait and see. You know, you get a training camp this summer. I mean, you get you get this summer, you get training camp next year. I, I'm 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 hoping that. Things are good and better than even they're finishing up right now. Uh,
1: fair and duly noted. Um, and with that being said then, David, uh, what what do you think the Pelicans will go for here in the last four games? Um, are they going for a higher win total? Are they going for uh, let's look at some combinations, or are we going for let's make sure everybody's healthy, safe, and sound heading into the offseason?
2: I think you continue to to bond and build. I think you continue to fight, and if there's something that you can take away from these last four games, then go find it. Try new um, lineups, uh, combinations. Um, But in the spirit of winning, uh, there's not really, so to speak, so to speak that, that person that, you know, like if, if Buddy Heald was here, you give him more minutes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see us really having that kind of situation. You know, I, I may get, get uh, uh, Shaq Diallo out there a little bit more, um, but really just, you know, continue to build that confidence and that, that camaraderie so that you can go into the summer maybe with a good taste in your mouth, something to look forward to, something to build on and say, okay, this is, what we, this is how we finished, now let's move on from here moving up as opposed to, you know, having this down, losing time at the end of the season and, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, not feeling good about the team, wondering what's going on kind of thing. So that's where I would go.
1: All right, fair enough. Four games out west starting Friday against those Denver Nuggets again, then Golden State's. And then we'll have two uh, back-to-back games with the Lakers and the Trailblazers to finish it up. And uh, I guess Wesley Wednesday will finish up next week as well. David, I appreciate it very much. Uh, Sorry that we had to talk about the thud of last night. But all in all, you got to four games left and still in contention despite all that's happened. I'll take that for now.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm not settling for that, but in light of everything, I'll take that. (laughs) Let's go with that. David Wesley, analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans. Here representing uh, the Cowboys faction on a day that we had Redskins <laughs> Hall of Fame football coach Joe Gibbs as well. So uh, two Hall of Famers in my book today, David Wesley. Nice job. Thank you. Yes, sir. Final thought here on Black and Blue Report in just a moment.
0: Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have. A chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances.
3: We're always a step ahead, even with simple things. Like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference.
0: Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866 Auctioner or visit auctioner.org.
1: Come on down to the Silver
0: Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper, and I'm here to tell you that Yahoo Travel has selected our award-winning Jubilee Buffet as the best buffet in the state of Mississippi. Now, I'm sure that's because we have awesome boiled crab and fresh fish every night, plus tons of boiled shrimp, fresh grilled steaks, perfectly cooked prime rib, amazing desserts, and the list just goes on and on. We're on the beach here in Hancock County. Silver Slipper Hotel and Casino, now more than ever, we are proud to be your host on the coast. Have a
1: good time at the Silver Slipper.
0: Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams.
1: All right, tomorrow on the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report, it's newly re signed Saints defensive end Daryl Tapp. He'll be uh, with us in Studio B. And we have Mark Stein from ESPN and ESPN.com scheduled to talk about the end of the NBA regular season, which winds down uh, over this next week from this time until. Next Wednesday. And I'll tell you what, it sure looks like the West has kind of figured itself out with uh, four or five games to go. I think there's a little bit of shifting that can go on. But the Eastern Conference is wide open, as we talked about with David Wesley just a short time ago. Uh, and so that makes for good watching throughout the week as well. And Mark Stein will share his perspective with us and probably give us a little post mortem as well on the Pelican season, as we'll kind of be doing that over this next and final week of the regular season for uh for the pelicans tomorrow night's the alvin gentry show we'll have more details about that on tomorrow's show uh, for you too thanks again to hall of famer joe gibbs for stopping by today and our own david wesley hope you all have a great rest of your wednesday and we'll see you next time here on the black and blue report
0: thanks for listening to this edition of the black and blue report presented by abc insurance agencies a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com.
2: Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.